0: Hello, my name is Israel. I've been involved in hip-hop since the 1980s as an artist, producer, radio show host, journalist, documentarian, magazine editor, hip-hop advocate, and pundit. Over the years, I've interviewed hundreds of interesting people in music, media, and more. Welcome to Sounds from the Underground, the podcast from Insomniac Magazine, where we learn from both those who reside below the surface and those who've preached it. I want to welcome to the Insomniac Magazine podcast, Jahi from PE 2.0. What's happening, Jahi? How you doing, man?
1: Peace, peace, peace man. What's up, fam? Glad glad to be able to rock with you in uh Be on your podcast, man. Broadcasting live and direct from Oakland, California.
0: And the cool thing about Oakland, man, it's interesting because if you think back on the history of hip hop, you know, clearly we all know New York. But there have been some cities that have really supported their, you know, their domain. And Oakland is one of those cities that always comes to mind when I think about that. What do you think it is about the, the culture there where they've been so supportive of their hip hop?
1: Well, you know, it's the independent spirit, man. That's here. I think uh culturally you could you could go ground zero to the Black Panther Party for self-defense. Mm-hmm. Um and and a sense of community that that built in the bay. Uh I mean, you could actually go Master P. Mm-hmm. Uh you could go, you know, Too Short. Mm-hmm. Uh you could even go you can go MC Hammer, but then you also can go, you know, Hyro. Mm-hmm. you know, the cool. you know, um yeah, man. Black Blackalicious. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, you know, I've been in the Bay for, for 20 years now, man. Yeah. Not, I'm going on my 19th year being in the Bay. And, you know, it's the independent spirit. If you got something that's good and you're willing to be able to work at your craft. And I would say in the field of hip hop, if you, you know, know how to rock live, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and tap into the community when the music is off. You're doing something in the community, either teaching, educating, trying to give back or or support, you know, various campaigns. Um, you you find yourself a home here, man. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I've been humbled and thankful, man. DJ Davey D, man, mm-hmm. uh, legendary hip hop historian, man. That's right. You know, I was listening to my first album and I had a song on there called Power Moose 2000 and then when they were trying to shoot uh shut down these youth prisons mm-hmm. you know they 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 thought it'd be a good idea to have me come out and rock some songs and uh yeah I've been out here ever since wow yeah
0: i made it i've only been out there once but i do remember really feeling that hip hop vibe and also in many ways I don't know, like really getting, and, and honestly, it was so long ago. But I just remember being embraced, like you know, uh yeah, going out yeah. there and like I can't, I and I'm drawing a blank on, on the crew now. But you know, they literally they took me around and introduced me to everybody, and it was just such a such a cool vibe. And obviously, Zion, I, yeah, another pretty course, awesome
1: crew. That's right, that's right, Zumbi, that's the homie. Got a. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it ritual mystic is this new album that's mm-hmm. out right mm-hmm. right now man you and you know that, that that again that's that bay love man that yep. they will you know again you got to be authentic you got to be real the yep. thing about the bay is that if you fake they smell out a mile away but yep. if you authentic and really about the culture and the community and then also it's our hip-hop ambassador pass man uh-huh. you know anywhere anywhere on planet, Mer- and planet earth man uh-huh. you show up and and represent hip-hop man um You'll find community.
0: True, true. That is true. That is true. Uh, no question. I remember back in the day playing uh, Amp Live used to send me their music before they ever put a record out on cassette, and I would play yeah. down here in Florida on cassette. That's um, it. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about about your background, and I want to I want to dig into PE two and mm. the work that you've done with slam jams and obviously and and Chuck d but but i want to learn a little bit about your background before that i don't obviously you were making music before that tell me about your initial entry into music and your influences and all that
1: you know i'll try to find a midway point because i could you know always start with you know being a teenager Uh rocking on street corners Uh but i would say you know 1998 1999 really was a time where, um, yeah, I was making a decision if I wanted to contribute something to hip hop. Cause I really, yeah, I was a parent, you know, I was parenting young, young children at the time. So I really was into more reggae music and mm-hmm. jazz music, mm-hmm. um, because there wasn't a lot of hip hop, you know, even some groups that I really liked that mm-hmm. had profanity free music. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you're raising young children, mm-hmm. um, but ninety eight, ninety nine, man, I, you know, I always had a had a had a knack for words, and I felt like I had something to contribute, and I saw a lane where I could be able to contribute in the in the spirit of the KRS ones and the Public Enemies and Poor Righteous Teachers mm-hmm. and X clans and you know, native tongue kind of vibe. I could see something that I could say and do, so. You know, I just started, you know, I was in Cleveland at the time. That's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. I just started rocking a couple, you know, um, opening shows and, you know, started, you know, kind of checking which songs was getting responses and, and really created a buzz, just created a buzz for myself. And, uh, you know, 1999 and um, in Cleveland at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they mm-hmm. announced this contest and the winner of the contest would get a chance to open for Public Enemy uh, I think gang, uh, man, I actually think, uh, Outkast, Goody Mob, wow. Nas was on this bill as well too. So, you know, I saw that as an opportunity and, and lo and behold, I was actually able to win that and become like the first local artist from Cleveland mm-hmm. to rock, to rock at the rock hall. And, you know, one thing about, you know, the business of music is, you know, if you're trying to um, further your career you know being on time and being punctual is important mm-hmm, so i was mm-hmm. so i was early and and what a blessing for being early because when i walked walked in the backstage the entire public enemy camp is sitting backstage wow <laughs> everybody and chuck was like so yeah you opening and i was like yeah and he actually checked out my set and we just became brothers man out of you know just brothers in and 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 music man mm-hmm. chuck is all Chuck has always been, you know, ever since I've known him, he's mm-hmm. always been gracious to independent artists. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one that told me that job, what you doing is good, but you got to go overseas. I mean, he he's the he's the one that told me that, which yeah. you know prompted me to, you know, fast forward, you know, two thousand three, two thousand four, I'm rocking with Black Alicious and Gifted Gab and Chief mm-hmm. XL and we mm-hmm. go to Europe the first time, and then I was like yo i think i can do this and double back dolo back to europe and um yeah ended up getting a deal um with emi became the first african-american artist to have all danish producers put out on a danish label and again that was all because of like conversations with chuck from 99 until 2004 where we you know we we can we collaborated on uh, a documentary film called redefinitions that I was putting out. He helped me to get some distribution, Mm -hmm. but we was just really, but I think he just really took, um, yeah. The idea that, you know, when I started, you know, I'm in my late twenties, Chuck Mm -hmm. started in his late Mm twenties. So certain maturity level, you know what I'm saying? We both fathers and family men. And, you know, so that being able to connect on, on a human level, Mm -hmm. not just transactional music, man. And, um, yeah. Coming back from Europe, like 2006, you know, Chuck uh, Yeah, gave me the position of, you know, um, MC opening act for 20th anniversary. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. And it was myself, um, X-Clan and Public Enemy, which is nice. crazy, which is crazy because, you know, a lot of a lot of people don't know before Chuck D, before mm-hmm. Public Enemy, before KRS, mm-hmm. X-Clan took me on my first tour in 1990 wow. in 92. Wow, night two. I just went as a security, just to see, just to support the band, and that's where I got a, yeah, brother Jay. I would say is is one of my really oh, first awesome lyrical teachers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? How to how to speak consciousness and and, and make it funky at the same mm-hmm. time. Okay. Mm-hmm. But on that tour in 2006, man, you know Chuck was like James Brown, Bobby Bird, mm-hmm. and you know immediately I understood what he was saying mm-hmm. because you know they. They played off of each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and if you knew anything about the whole James Brown review from the moment mm-hmm. the music started, there was just this experience. We kept continuing to talk over time and over time. And, um, yeah, Chuck had this idea of continuing the, the cultural legacy of Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways he wanted to do that is, yeah, add me to the camp. So it's like I, I officially became a part of Public Enemy. Um, and my position is PE 2.0, which is Project Experience Millennium, which Mm -hmm. is, I do three things, man. One is, you know, take songs that Public Enemy has done and revisit them. Maybe, you know, do remakes like I've done um, Riot Starter, Message to the Black Man. Mm -hmm. I've done Louder Than a Bomb, just straight covers, you know, and then also continue to just make really good hip-hop, man, Mm a a mature hip-hop that speaks to, you know, where we are in this time, man, so... Um, yeah. So it's, you know, P 2.0 started in, yeah, I would say 2009, 2010 is when we, when it was solidified, but it, the first record didn't come out to 2012 cause I didn't really know how I wanted to approach it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's only one public enemy. Uh-huh. It's only one Chuck D, you know what I mean? Um, so I wanted to make sure I could bring something to it and it'd be authentic, but not, you know, be a copycat of, right. of, of an original, you know? Right. So, um, with that, we did the first record, uh, people get ready, man, 2012 and man, you know, boom, 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 four records, you know, uh, 36, 37 songs, seven videos. And, uh, man, I'm going to, I, I'll end this year in South Africa at Punk with public enemy. So, wow. Two world tours, man. So just giving thanks, man. That uh, yeah, that I've had, you know, to be able to have this opportunity and responsibility
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and position in hip hop culture right now to be able to, you know, we haven't had a hip hop group, not many hip hop groups have lasted thirty years. You got that right. And, and and can pass a baton and and can mentor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think you know Chuck is 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 a is a is a mentor and an elder statesman. Um, to this culture and uh, yeah I'm just humbled and honored man to be able to rock man I mean sometimes it's surreal sometimes you gotta keep my cool like mm-hmm. wow I can't believe this is happening but mm-hmm. you know um, PE 2.0 Project Experience Millennium man is um, yeah it's, uh, I'm really happy about the body of work I think when the vinyl comes out next year and people see it says greatest hits
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's almost like they're gonna be like wait a minute I missed something mm-hmm. and that's the that's the whole idea
0: right right And and that's an amazing story. I think in, in so many ways, obviously, everyone knows that Chuck is this iconic, revered artist, just really a trailblazer, groundbreaking frontman and musician and thinker. But even beyond all that, the fame and the notoriety or the visibility that he has I mean he's just he's a real person and he's a humble guy and I think it says a lot you know for him to be able to to spot somebody that he feels could continue the the legacy and then bestow upon them that name I think it just says you know that he's always thinking about continuing to spread that legacy and I think that's that's pretty amazing
1: no, absolutely, man. I, I tell you, man, I remember the night he sent the logo and mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, this, this is for real. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Just, just because, you know, the, just the iconic public enemy logo and right. have that incorporated in the PE 2.0 logo. Uh-huh. Really, really, you know, I would say that. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to give, give you some jewels that people haven't heard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh,
0: and he did, he designed you know, the, the 2.0 logo.
1: Yeah, the P two yeah. yeah the P two point logo and the first album cover mm-hmm. was done by Chuck D. You nice. know because his graphic art mm-hmm. game is just as dope as uh, his lyrical game.
0: You know, I mean, if, you, and, if um, you think about that, not to interrupt you, but I mean, if you think about the fact that you know beyond the music, beyond the message and and the the empowerment, the I mean, just the logo. You know, that Mm -hmm. logo is an iconic music, you know, it's something that's going to live on forever. You know, and and the fact that it was created by him and he created one for you, that's that's amazing.
1: Yeah, man. And, and, you know, it's a it's a symbol. It is a symbol of hip hop culture that that will will never be replaced and it will be immediately identified Mm -hmm. with a particular consciousness and and irreverence and, and longevity, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Like the Rolling um,
0: Stones, you know, Led Zeppelin. Real
1: talk, real talk, real talk, man, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, what I was going to say is, like, the first P.E. record band, I couldn't figure it out, and then Griff called me one day and was like, yo, are you doing it? And I was like, yeah, he was like, get it done, and hung up the phone, and I was <laughs> like, okay, all right, so I guess I'm doing it, and, uh, yeah, I didn't look back after that. Yeah, you know, um, uh, but lyrically and i would say you know if i want to get into just as being an mc um it's a tall task because number one not only is that logo iconic and 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 stands out i think chuck has one of the the, you know booming voice ever in in, in any in any genre you know what i mean so um, but it's out of that respect it's out of that that being a student of hip-hop you know, being a student of Public Enemy, Public Enemy helped transform my life in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, Public Enemy gave me a sense of identity, it helped mm-hmm. me to understand, um, connect me to something higher than myself and understand culture, connecting me to people that I didn't know, like names, Joanne Chesamard and, mm-hmm. you know, Mandela, Malcolm, mm-hmm. you know, um, and yeah that my identity had already been shaped in that form from just being around a collective cultural consciousness, but public enemy brought it home so it's an honor to be able to write from that place right now you know
0: and and the other thing that you mentioned, which you know talk about getting advice from someone that's in many ways helped shape the history you know you mentioned about the recommendation about going overseas. And I remember that's one thing very specific about Chuck. He's always been an advocate for the global nature of music and hip hop. And that goes right along with what you were just sharing with me.
1: Yeah, it's real talk, man. I mean, uh, some of the best advice I could have ever received because I think if I have just stayed in the United States, I don't even know if P 2.0 would have happened mm-hmm. quite honestly. Um, you know, we got to remember that hip hop is a world culture with life affirming principles. Mm-hmm. It's the four and the founding four elements. If you understand those four elements, you can go anywhere in the world, and people can identify mm-hmm. and and um and and also be able to to build a career um and not lose your integrity along the way. You know, you know, I remember um the first you know I went to Germany. Initially, I was going to get a deal um, with a distribution company, um, and I went to the studio and was doing stuff. And you know, and they were like, "What kind of what messages are you saying?" I'm like, "These are cultural messages for Black people." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And these germ these Germans was like, "Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, man, rock the beats." You know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? They was ready ready for that because they knew again as hip hop we're cultural ambassadors mm-hmm. uh outside of on record and 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 a and a concert they don't get a chance to see and feel and touch people who really live this life of hip hop culture and um yeah going overseas and and now you know uh man twenty five thirty countries in over a uh over a span of the last you know twelve fifteen years um has definitely been um Man, my world view, and I think that's how Chuck Bulls as an Eartherson, You know, he mm-hmm. calls himself an Eartherson, mm-hmm. You know, that um yeah, this whole planet Earth is ours. And if you know the history of public enemy and, and and a lot of other groups as well, they've pioneered territories around the world that we should be interfacing with. Um and yeah, I took advantage of that. You know what I mean? Like when when Chuck was saying that I really took that to heart, like, yeah, let's you're right. Let me let me go see what can happen overseas and what happened for me. It yeah, really was was life. Change. There was no way I, I could have seen myself getting a, uh, on a record with Universal and getting mm-hmm. a deal with EMI mm-hmm. in the United States um, during that time. But overseas, they were ready.
0: And talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, I, I know that you I mean, clearly your you, you, your music is. And your lyrics and your message is in line with empowerment and positivity and upward mobility. And that those those themes are clearly not what has been popular in hip hop for a, unfortunately, for a really long time. Talk mm. to me a little bit about those challenges of, of making music in the hip hop genre that is just Let's just use the word positive and Mm -hmm. that being a challenge that, you know, kind of going against the grain.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I had to deal with that pretty early on. And the way I dealt with it was, you know, hip hop is a house with many rooms and commercial rap has a room, but it's not the whole house. Mm hmm. You know, there are many different there are many different rooms. And if you're in America, it's pretty much one or two doors that going in and it's the same artist that's in that room. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, my concept of understanding that hip hop is a large house with many rooms and really defining what my lane was going to be, what I was going to define, what success meant to to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was going to make, you know, very conscious. And I think to some degree. You know corporate rappers are conscious of where they are in their lives i just wanted to speak to the consciousness of where i was in my life and where i wanted to be and i knew i had a rich tradition behind it that would back you know i mean i could just start naming them a, a guru a mm-hmm. speech from arrest development i could just you know i knew that i was standing on shoulders wise intelligent um, yeah why man why intelligent easily man um uh, Jungle Brothers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so I knew that there was a tradition of that. So I just made a, a, I just made a decision. But I also, the other part was that I also made a decision that I was not going to be getting into hip hop to interface with the industry the way it wanted me to mm-hmm. interface with it. I was going to decide how I, I'm a human being, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, you know, I, I studied studied Sade early on, and she mm-hmm. was like. I'm not a marketing tool, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm a human being who makes music, mm-hmm. and, and I will share my music with you in some aspects of my life, but I will determine the interface. And mm-hmm. I, I, I I took that to heart, you know, and you know the, the challenges that can come with that is if everybody is looking for fast food and you cooking a, a home-cooked cook meal, a lot of times, by the time they get to the home-cooked meal, they may not want to eat, because they've been eating fast food. Mm-hmm. So some of the challenges can be, yeah, you know, what's popping um, may get the call before I get the call in some cases. But what I've learned to do is make my own calls, right? You know, and 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 build my own lane. So for me, I, I have to say, man, it, you know, as much as as much as it may seem, just given the current climate of America. Um, in terms of hip hop, that it could be some challenges for me, it hasn't been because i you know I realized early again I had a a political education way before I got into music mm-hmm. that helped me to understand a how to define for yourself what success means and I think once you start doing those things then you you only have to live up to the expectations you set and not worry about the outside world and i and, and what you find is that all over the world people are still interested in music that says something that means mm-hmm. something they always have it's never been a time where where it hasn't been but we're just in a time where you know with so much tech so much technology but at the same time we only showing like a peephole of what's happening in the world so
0: no question about that it's kind of interesting because in many ways you following what you you know what you believed in led you to your destiny which was to be able to perform at the Rocket Hall of, Hall of Fame in front of an audience that has opened yep. up literally opened up the world so it's it's a, it's an amazing story speaking of you know where we are today a celebration of ignorance
1: <laughs> um, oh man.
0: man so so tell me about the obviously you're prominently featured on the new chug d mr chuck album talk to me about about that T- uh, your experience uh working with him on that and uh and a little bit about the album
1: man uh celebration of ignorance man is um yeah it's based off a book i'm, a, I'm not gonna give it all away i'm a lesson mm-hmm. people have to do a little research mm-hmm. about what that where that where that comes from mm-hmm. um but yeah you know in some ways i'm still a little speechless about the entire ordeal man because a being in the booth being in the studio with Chuck was Mm -hmm. was yeah that was that was like levitation you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like the idea that that was happening but I also felt like all of those days and nights and working on my pen and my you know my craft prepared me for that moment because I was ready you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like like Whatever it was that, you know, again, c on the production,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, uh, uh, where we recorded, you know, down in Southern California. Um, yeah. I, you know, I just felt like, you know, sometimes, you you know, you work you, you work a particular muscle, but you never know when you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that opportunity comes because you've been putting in that work, you know, you could do it at a high level. And I felt like just the opportunity was on point. Um, The concepts was on point. I, I, you know, I think Chuck and I have established a a really good friendship and a brotherhood over years. So it's easy for us to be in the same place, you know, and, you know, uh, Chuck don't play. He's down. He's about productivity. Mm -hmm. And he knows that he knows that I'm the same way. I'm Mm -hmm. like, like we got we have an inside joke about no huddle offense. Like that's how we roll, man. So we really um, set a concept celebration of ignorance is is really breaking new terrain again because it's saying how far hip hop can go Chuck is almost 60
0: mhm I'm That's almost amazing.
1: 50, I'm almost 50 so it's like and it's so we're we're creating more land and more view of where hip hop is and where it can go similar to blues and jazz that has had that longevity I feel like hip hop is moving into into that. And on the record, what you hear is you hear boom bap hip hop, mm-hmm. but you also hear some psychedelic rock sounds. Oh, it's yeah. Rock, it's rock in there, too. A lot of you genres. Know, uh, it's funk in there, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I, I you know I got to shout out uh, C Doc, man. C Doc, man. David Snyder, man, who also um, shot all of the music videos and created the world's first vid mash where he did. A video mm-hmm. where he had six songs from celebration of ignorance mm-hmm. in four minutes and one music video yeah um so yeah the process was dope um man songs like uh magnificent man that that was like one take i't was i mean wow. when he told when he told me what he wanted to say and where he wanted to go it's like yeah no stretch no st- I'm not gonna say it wasn't a stretch in terms of making sure I bring my a game. Mm -hmm. But in terms of what the content and what we were talking about, it's like, this is what I've been waiting. You know, this is what we've been talking about our whole career. So, uh, yeah, really, really, really dope. And then, uh, yeah. in one day, man, we must've knocked out like four videos in a day. We just moved quick. Wow. Uh, And, um, yeah, I, I really feel like it is a record, that speaks to the maturity and speaks to the longevity of hip-hop culture and then it also is a, is is led by a grown man who's not trying to be 20
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what i mean who's not trying to do the latest style right. you know what i'm saying that's really you know comfortable in their lane and mm-hmm. still have some and still have something to say in an economy of words you mm-hmm. know
0: mm-hmm. But no question about that and we've covered you know every every step of the way um including the 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 the, the first uh the mashup video what is it the uh ignorant celebration yeah yep, and yep. uh and obviously tired of 45 and the full album so oh, definitely man. definitely on top of it uh yep. and and feeling and we, it yeah yeah you know we went to LeBron school man i we saw that in the video <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, you know, and that that was, you know, again, I, I'm from Cleveland, man, and salute LeBron James, Love man, bush. and you know, just to see the community while we were shooting, coming to take a photo of the, just the the way the community was proud of that school uh-huh. um, and what LeBron is doing, man. Um, so, and you know, Chuck was like, it's a trip because that just kind of happened out of some chance, and next thing you know, it was, yeah, straight to it, man. And I think, uh, what is it, shut up and dribble. The Showtime series with LeBron James, you can you can hear that track as well.
0: Wow, nice! So I have a question for you. So you met Chuck for the first time at the 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 Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame, the museum, right? Yep, yeah. And yep. and were you at the induction? No, you know
1: what? Uh, I was I was there, but I didn't go to the induction. But I went to the House of Blues event, so I oh, was okay. there. So yo, uh, a lot of I don't know, if folks, know, but. What Chuck, what PE did was invite all of their influences. So wow. Dougie Fresh, uh, Houdini, Kumo cool D, uh, uh, who else rocked that night? J.J. Fad. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I mean, every pioneer you could think of was was that. And man, that's a trip because that uh, the House of Blues is closed now. But mm-hmm. man, that was a. That was a night to remember because they, they had very very limited tickets mm-hmm. into the induction. Right, right. So that's why they did. Of that's course. why they did the whole concert, man. And we had we had a ball. We that had, had to ball. be
0: surreal. I mean, just the mere fact that they they were inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame speaks volumes. A major feat, man. I mean, it, it, it's it's amazing. He he doesn't stop. Re- I don't know if the word is reinventing himself, but he doesn't stop doing impactful things you know clearly yeah. profits of rage you yeah. know the new album obviously what was it 2013 the the induction yeah um you know they you know he keeps breaking the mold i guess is 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 the best way to to say that speaking of that 21st century record label i know slam jams and and is spit slam the group of labels is that what that is
1: yeah, the, the, Spit, the Spit Slam label group really is like um, a label, but a musician guild as well, too. Mm. And it's really around empowerment, you know, as opposed to the kind of 20th century uh, label signs you gives you in advance and holds you to this contract for seven albums or seven years or things like that. We're really moving from a 20th, 21st century model where you know, empowering people to have their own labels and to create their own platforms and just really provide support for artists to be able to to craft a lane and and not be get caught up in uh yeah, the the metric game, you know, an analytic game, um, and really be able to, you know, treat your your music like art and be an art dealer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um. Yeah, and and the artists. So we have an economy of artists because we really don't, you know, really don't need too many folks on our label because we want to empower people to be able to do things on their own, man. So, but Spit Slam is our home, man. That's where, you know, DJ Lore's record is mm-hmm. out. Afterburn, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you know, our our folks on our label really represent folks who who have a vision who have a, have a drive and a passion to be able to produce product, um, and and content that means something. And and that's our way to be able to get it out to the world.
0: And, and what, if if you don't mind telling me, do you have an involvement other than obviously working on, on music? do Do you work behind the scenes with the label or is there anything else that, that you could share about the label? Yeah. You know, um,
1: you know right now man we really are just thinking about presentation you know cdoc is is the president of spit slam mm-hmm. and um yeah i'm a thought partner and 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 you know i'm a soldier man so whatever it is we need done and right now you know the concentration is really on celebration of ignorance you know we look at things from a thousand days you know mm-hmm. a thousand days of really spending time and promoting the record man so behind the scenes you know, um, yeah, just doing my part, man. You know, for example, you know, Amoeba, Rasputin, some of the last Mm -hmm. big record stores in the country are out here in the Bay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I'm not going to like just sit at home with a record out and, and, and make sure it's not serviced. You know, those record stores will get service to record so I can play that dual role at the same time because yeah, as much as I'm an artist, I'm a businessman too. And, Mm -hmm. And being able to, to, to support, you know, and have a team of people who are business business minded, but not capitalists, and not on some 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 crazy first week number type situations. Right, exactly. And yeah, we 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 have an understanding that we move in a way that um, yeah is organic, but at the same time very targeted. Right. So you'll 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 see over the next few months again some vinyl mm-hmm. coming with Chuck. Um, I think we just got some cassettes, you know, as well for kind of a nostalgia piece mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. And then look for some dates in 2019 where we'd be coming to somewhere in the world near you.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So in regard to the the label group, it, 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 are there particular services that that you guys that slip spit slam offers? Obviously, distribution is one of those. And, and anything else that uh, that comes to mind that you could share? Well, you know, I mean,
1: it, it's definitely distribution. Um But I would say from a creative side, it's Mm -hmm. around you're around people who really are serious about songwriting and around and about making good music. I Mm -hmm. think that's first. Um, And, you know, I think also the way in which we move as far as our label um, that makes us unique, again, is that is that guild piece, you know, and and for folks who really don't know what musician guilds are, they were, you know, like a a house of resources that Mm -hmm. can help you point it, point yourself in a direction where you can be in control of your destiny. So, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, if we could just do those things, well, mm-hmm. making sure that we, we have consistent releases, um, and make sure that we, we stay in our lane and, and, and yeah, determine how we move and as opposed to being moved around by trends and metrics, man, I think that's big for the culture and it's big for our label. So
0: and speaking of resources i mean i i think everyone at this point should know that in many ways chuck was this digital trailblazer you know embracing digital music even back in the 90s and, and yeah. one of one of his you know many contributions has been rap station so i would imagine that rap station works with uh, spit slam and, and 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 the art and the artists and the music as well right
1: yeah, yeah. You know, there'll be a um, uh, channel zero .net will become a new home for rap station for Chuck's and you don't stop radio mm. show. Um, you know, and then also, you know, the one thing that we do on that level is also we create charts. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Billboard is not going to always pay attention to the independent artists in a way that, you know, that 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 we would like it to. So we build in our own charts so we can celebrate. You know, our own ind- the independent artists on our label, but also all the independent artists around the world that need to be able to to get a shot and get some shine. Um, so yeah, Rap Station is always going to be there, um, and uh, and you don't stop. I think Chuck is man nine years and running mm-hmm. Ra- radio show has not missed a show. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and that's on top that's on top of doing. I think they had 117 world tours now if you count the last Prophets of Rage
0: run. So um. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. And, and if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about your when you're not uh, doing PE 2.0, you're the program manager for the Office of African-American Male Achievement. Tell me a little bit about yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a part of an organization that is the first in the country to provide an elective course called Mastering Our Cultural Identity. Exclusively for African American boys in the Oakland Unified School District using this theory called targeted universalism. Um, and I know that's a long term, but in simple terms, you know, if you ever went in a building and there were stairs and there were elevators, if you chose to take the elevator, although you could take the stairs, originally that elevator was created for people who had challenges taking stairs. But because they made, they targeted on those folks. That couldn't take stairs and created something so they could take stairs. Being an elevator, it benefited everybody. The entire building, everybody's benefited. So, targeted universalism says that we target African American boys from fourth grade to twelfth grade, mm-hmm. and 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 we actually, you know, with a social, emotional, culturally responsive lens, um, teach them a course about. Yeah, really trans, trans transformation from boyhood to manhood. And it's really unprecedented because it's not after school program. It's not a intervention. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually a, a, a standing class mm-hmm. and an elective. And if you're in middle school or high school, you can get credit towards graduation with that. And um, yeah. And then out of that, you know, um, Kingmakers of Oakland is, is going to be our next initiative because, uh, the Office of African-American Male Achievement is is helping to solve um, the epidemic failure of African-American boys in Oakland. But we know that this is a world problem. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're now, you know, um, got our first round of funding in and now have Kingmakers of Oakland, which will begin to um, really try to create better uh, life and academic outcomes for black boys all over the world.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So what what specifically you oversee curriculum? What exactly is it that you do? Do you teach some of the yeah. classes?
1: Yeah, so so I started out, you know, I pioneered middle school, but I don't teach now. I actually train teachers, so I manage 16 schools in Oakland, wow. five five in San Francisco, five in Antioch, and five in Seattle. Um, as well. So, and and really my role is to go into schools to make sure that the culture, the climate and conditions so Mm -hmm. black boys can be successful um, is solid, you know, continue to build relationships with principals and shareholders, you know, help to work behind the scenes to kind of affect policy around school board decisions around the future for for serving black students. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, and, and, you know, again, I have You know, it's only two percent of black male teachers in the United States. I have sixteen brothers that that teach, so probably one one and a quarter of that percentage is on my squad. So it's a humble honor to to be with brothers um, who really have a passion for education and want to do something that is long lasting and makes make change in their community. So um, yeah, and then we also doing podcasts and changing the narrative. We got some music videos and. You know, uh, I'll send you some of those things, man, but we, you know, we're not we're not just a class. We, You know, we have a, a few targeted strategies. We do uh, conferences, a man up conference two times a year mm. where we have, you know, student like black boys that's not in our classes, but are in various parts of the Oakland community can come together and learn about health and wellness, art, financial literacy, how to tie ties. You know, we do those things. We have uh, the African-American honor roll, which is the largest celebration of african-american honor roll in the country they're featured in you know new york times essence magazine things like that um yeah you know and then you know we're also a part of the office of equity so that's actually african-american females latino males and females and also pacific islanders so Mm. really trying to unite the people of color um for change man you know in service of students man you know uh, I, lo- I love what I do, man, because I know every day that I go to work on on a, on a day level that I know I'm gonna make difference in, in in somebody's life, and and to see a young black boy that looked like me when I was in middle school or elementary or high school, and can affect change, so they can, yeah, be socially, emotionally prepared to navigate this world is is a blessing man. It's
0: I can't call it work man. This is really a labor of love. That's powerful man. That's a that's <coughs> incredible. Yeah. Wow, that man, you you're doing uh, <laughs> you're doing some groundbreaking work um, not only on a social level but obviously also on an artistic level. Yeah, man. Wow, that, that's that's uh that's definitely something to dig into man. I I learned a lot more than, than I thought I was going to find out about you.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad, you know, again, man, I, I know what Chuck is, is, is doing and I appreciate it. It's, you know, he, he gets a lot of attention and what he's really trying to do is spread it around. And for me, it's like, I, I want to be able to share my story, but also share the story. Cause it's, it's much bigger than, than myself. It's, you know, a collective movement of what we're trying to do. And hip hop has always told me, man, that, you know, you make change in your community. That's the hip hop that there I you comfort. go. That's you right. You know what I mean? So it's not, so for some people who really know, like, what the culture is, like, of course you're it in the community because mm-hmm. that's what we do. That's you know?
0: it. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this thing that has taken over the planet was started, talk about humble beginnings, was started by a bunch of kids in the inner city. Word up, you know what I mean, and look at us today, man. there you go, there you that's go it. that's and, it man. and and yeah. some and some of us grew up to be men doing some you know pretty pretty cool stuff, so that's right, deep shout out man, to all those kids out there you know that originated this thing you know thirty forty years ago. real talk, man no Real question talk. no question man well jahi man i want to thank you so much for taking time to talk and i want to man just uh congratulate you on all the amazing uh music that you've put out and also much continued success in all your endeavors and i'm i'm looking forward to uh that record dropping on vinyl too
1: yeah for sure man um it's called the catalog got uh, some really cool features um yeah production how about you know I I don't want to give it away, but how about a song with production by Easy Mo B with wow. Jahi, featuring KRS One? Wow. how about that? Wow. How about that? That's history right there. <laughs> that's history. That's history. Yeah, <laughs> man. So that's that's in January, and um, Chuck D Celebration of Ignorance happening right now, man. So go get that.
0: Amazing, man. Well, once again, thank you so much. Uh, doing amazing things and uh, just just continued success, Jahi.
1: All right, man. Salute.
0: You got it, man. Peace.